This episode of The League Rundown is brought to you by Moxie and Zen. Check out moxieandzen.com tforce or just use the code tforce for 20% off of your order. Premium, inexpensive boxers made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, leaving your bot lane feeling fresh. Compared to the rest, none of them will keep you as comfy as Moxie and Zen. Welcome to episode 448 of the League Rundown, brought to you by the Trinity Force Network. This is season 13 LCS week 6 preview and the LEC finals for the winner split review. I'm your host, Sean Jigliduff Duffy, and this episode is lovingly entitled Tomo Origato to the return of the EU Kings. I'm joined today by three esteemed co-hosts. We have the gradually more present, Jack Soman. Twitch.tv slash Jack Soman, where you can watch me get trolled and ranked. Also, Sean, I have been told to tell you that you are a bottom, courtesy of Slushy Otter. But like, well, like a power bottom, right? Like powerful. Generating like most of the power, Most of yes. the power is generated. Yeah. <clears throat> From the uh, actually, that's the I play bottom lane. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. That's true. We agree with that. I'm glad we all have one or two things we've learned from either uh, school or from a little TV show set in Philadelphia that we can all rely upon. Uh, I, I don't know what to say back to Slushy. I do play bottom lane. So I that, mean, that does count. No, I'm good. Thank you. Uh, we've got live from his own bedroom. It's Kangas Cass. Now, personally, Ernie was my favorite character from the George Lopez show. I don't know everyone else. <laughs> you just Google that their opinion. <laughs> but... you to go- <laughs> you Google that. Please tell me you knew that already. I knew that already. Yeah, Ernie. Okay. Uh, if you want a glimpse into what the <laughs> fuck is going on the first couple of minutes here, uh, subscribe to our Patreon because I will be releasing... Uh, the Duffy Cut, and by that I mean all of the Patreon episodes that I forgot to release for weeks on weeks. <clears throat> yes, uh, it's going to happen right after this recording. If it does not, we need to have like a punishment for Duffy. For, for I feel every like week that intro from Jax already was punishment enough. Yeah, there's more where that came from Duffy. <laughs> no, no, we're done. We're moving on. Uh, he's on the loose. It's of course Mongoose. Uh, believe it or not, my fursona would be a mongoose. But if you want to know everyone else's should uh get the patron 
get some it gets get some very of that fun. content. Mm-hmm. Personally, I'm Amen. worried for my feet. Um, <laughs> but outside of that, I'm pretty confident in my answer. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Understandable. It's like stepping uh, on Legos. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you never know. It's getting like lampposts and stuff. Yeah, that could hurt. Uh, once again, you could just play Rampage and get to hear or get to understand what Kangas is talking about. <laughs> uh, in news, we got to jump on through. We've got a little bit of an interesting cast uh, for this week and the next few because EU doesn't have anything going on. The winter split just ended this past weekend. Uh, and that means that we have one team already qualified for msi and that is the winners of the lec winter split congratulations to gamers as well we'll talk about how they achieved this monumental victory and that incredibly weird looking shield just momentarily lec does have the week off uh they will return the 11th of march so realistically it's two full weeks off uh, but we will preview what the opening weekend looks like for the spring split uh, the week of the 11th. Uh, LPL, matches of the week. Uh, we do not have Bickle this week, nor do we have Badger. Um, so I'm going to make some shit up. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, Bickle did put in some stuff here. He says, uh, the match of the week to look out for right now is EDG versus LNG, which will be at 3 a.m. PST on the 4th of March. So luckily, you'll all be able to hear this episode first and then tune in for that banger. Uh, over in Korea, the LCK match of the week is Damwon versus, excuse me, no longer Damwon, D plus versus Hanwa Life Esports at 10 p.m. at PST on the 3rd. So if you stay up, you could basically start your night with D plus versus Hanwha Life and end it with EDG versus LNG, thus getting all the matches of the week on the same night. Look at you. It's like binging content on And Netflix. by then, the patron content will be uploaded. So then you can right. just go right into that. That's yeah, the like need adult something... swim late night content that you're mm-hmm, probably craving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. This is Toonami right here. You're listening to it. Uh, roster up, News. Code Lyoko. That wasn't Toonami. That was, that yeah. was Nickelodeon or Disney. Was it Nickelodeon? I, I dude, I don't remember. All I remember is their foreheads were so goddamn big. Just the largest foreheads in existence. Up next, Everyone go look Bell. Up. I had those cards as a kid. One? Yes, that was the puppet one. Right? Yeah, that yeah. one was weird, bro. <clears throat> That's fun. Did not like that one. Shaman My favorite G. anime <laughs> was uh, Batman the Animated Series. For the record, My all right, Roster He wasn't even born by this time. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just sitting here enjoying y'all's conversation. I like the noise and the bright lights like, that are happening. Grandparents <laughs> swapping war stories. Are you playing? It's like you're it's playing like me Subway when I'm watching George Lopez. I'm just like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> things are happening. I I like noise and sound. Uh, and speaking of lights. noise and things happening, Dignitas did indeed start a brand new AD carry for their LCS roster this week. The aforementioned Tomo uh, popped into the bot lane, and they did pick up their first victory of the split, mm-hmm. teaching us all that nobody beats Dignitas 10 times in a row. They, they would have Immortals. had the record for the most losses in a row ever in LCS. If they lost that one game. So they're just Unlucky. tied, so yeah, that's good. <clears throat> uh, well, you know what? Tying records, that seems pretty good. for this. I will say, uh, 
I expected this last week. I don't think I officially confirmed it, but I knew we had heard rumblings in NACL that there was a chance of this. I think Toma did well for his first day. Obviously, we'll talk about that later, um, but also it was just confirmed today. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm, I'm just hijacking that. I didn't even realize this was written next, but I'm just going to take it from you, Duffy. Balulu uh, from the Challengers League will be starting for Immortals. The Blaze Olive is stepping back. Uh, I didn't actually read the, the full statement from Immortals because I was during doing the uh, NACL broadcast today, um, but... Yes, uh, Balulu will be in. He's been performing very well. Uh, one of the best team fighting mid laners that we have in the league. So, uh, yeah, wishing him luck this next week. Uh, it was stated that a Blaze Olive was taking a step back for personal reasons for the entire split. So, hopefully, Ooh. things are okay. And it, on one hand, I hope that that's really the cause for it from his perspective of like, I hope he wasn't feeling like he was benched and needed to come up with a reason for it. But on the other hand, something that would require him to step away from his full-time job uh, as a personal um, something happening in his personal life, that really sucks. So thoughts Very and prayers sad with him for and his family. Challengers League team. I mean, players like Chad, Joey, that still mm -hmm. are trying to make that push. It feels like every year Joey just gets something slammed else. with like a roster change halfway mm -hmm. through the season. That's rough. Mm -hmm. And without a Blaze sticking around, do they have an amateur team? They do not. And uh, even so a lot of the like the lower provisional teams have been struggling to keep players. So we've already had a mid lane swap come in. So, I mean, maybe they can grab somebody from one of the qualifier teams that's already knocked out because the qualifiers the first week or first like there's two qualifiers that lead into like then the, the big relegation tournament. The first qualifiers is wrapped. So maybe they could just grab a mid laner from one of those. That's probably what they'll have to do. Uh, unless they just import somebody like at this point of the season, that'd be hard too. So or just grab some random mid laner off the ladder. I mean, like, that's kind of what they did last year for their top laner. <laughs> um, yeah, that seems good. Good enough. Just do it. It's immortals. Any it's mid laners like, in, in top top hundred late or top hundred players on the NA ladder. Send your uh, replace to to rundown email. We'll review it uh, and then we'll send your <laughs> information email. to immortals. How about that? <clears throat> yeah, the email I definitely check yep. all the time. Yep. Uh huh. Yep. That one. All right. Cool. Uh, <clears throat> whoo. Let's talk about some other changes over in EU. We've got two. One of them confirmed uh, that a parting of ways is happening, which is Astralis has announced that Dayhor... Oh! Immortals could just grab Dayhor. There you Wait go. Wait a minute. Oh! <laughs> uh-huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, he has stepped down, or he's been, I think, asked to step down from the Astralis roster. Um, it seems, for the rumor mill, is that Leader will actually be replacing him. I don't get this at all. Astralis saw a lot of success that I think is a surprise to most people with Dehor, and he, we uh, all knew he was going to. Be, sorry, my mistake. <clears throat> with yep. Dehor, uh, I'm I can't even hit it now. It's okay. He's going away. You won't be able to do this anymore anyway. Yeah. Um, and he seemed like he was going to be a project player, someone that they knew was going to take a, maybe a full year to really come into any sort of uh, uh, his own uh, being and to be a competitive player. And he looked decent. And now they're going to replace him with leader who couldn't even hack it in NA. So I don't understand this. This is really weird. Unless there's meta shifts happening that seem like they'll fit um, leader better, or there were other things going on behind the scenes. This seems really odd. But Astralis are no strangers to making poor decisions. 
Speaking of a team with poor decisions, Fnatic, lots of rumors swirling around this roster. Uh, we already know that the coaching staff is gone. Uh, Wonder and Rux both seem to also be out. Uh, the only one we kind of know or have any idea about is uh, Oscarinen, I think is his name, or Oscarinen. Um, a Spanish player, I believe, is currently on their yes. um, Masters or EU Masters Fanatic roster. Fanatic TQ is what it's called. Perfect. He's being elevated to replace Wonder in the top lane. Um, I don't think we have anything solid yet about support. Treats is the big rumor, uh, as he should be every time there is a support opening. Um, it could be Advian as well, who I think is also on that yes. roster. But the fact that they hadn't said anything specifically about Advian probably means they're looking somewhere else. Because when the rumor came about Wonder stepping down, uh, Oscarin, or however you say Oscarin, it, was like rumored to be their potential option so like instantly yeah yeah kind of odd uh, i don't think advian solves their problem we saw how excel changed dramatically when mickey came in to replace advian and i think Fnatic's biggest problem is they don't have a voice who's strong enough to actually lead the team uh they could have if they had a little you know sort of known player just played in the finals named hillisang uh but oh well maybe next time hey mongoose People want to talk about uh, how incredible Fnatic's new roster is going to be, obviously. Where could they do so? Come join the community Discord, community game night going on right now. Uh, we are recording on Monday just so we can pump this episode out a little bit quicker. Um, but it's a fun time. You can come discuss everything from League to anime to furries to whatever you like. So just come in, jump in, start a conversation. Uh, people will... People will talk to you. I promise. It's not you're not gonna get uh you're not gonna get shunned unless you're a bully and just don't be a bully. That's the only well, rule. Or if you start talking about anime, in which case Sean will immediately post the no weebs uh, emote mm -hmm. as soon as he notices it. But we can get quite a long conversation before he notices it. So come join anyway and talk to me about Should it. Wait till he's asleep yeah. or at work, and then bam, go for it. Exactly. And I'll post it, but it doesn't mean I'll stop you. <laughs> you can still do it. I'm just gonna let it be known that I don't I don't approve. Unless it's that. 90s anime, then come yeah, and talk unless and it's, mm -hmm. make some True. good conversation that he might join in on. Or Full Metal Alchemist, which is not 90s, but I'm considering it like spiritually 90s. So it counts for me. All right. Uh, hey, patrons, you guys rock. You are going to get some content uh, at the end of this episode. I'll be updating with all the episodes that we've got backlogged. Uh, and hopefully also, uh, as soon as we get this one turned around, uh, and the pre-show content, I'll get that one kicking as well. Um, this is something that's a little off script. Uh, hey, if you're interested in helping us with content, either content ideas, uh, that'd be great. But really, I think we kind of need a little bit of extra help. Um, I'd love to figure out how to make the Twitter account not just be me randomly shitposting once a year. Um, I'd love to do some other stuff, like maybe be more consistent with Patreon uh, output, but all of us here are kind of busy uh, and haven't been able to do a bunch of stuff. So if you're interested in helping out in some way, shape, or form, we'd love to have you. Uh, just hit me up on Discord. Let's chat and see what we could figure out. Uh, but that's it. Cool. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk LEC. Cause damn, they just had their first ever winter split final. Three straight best of five series: Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Basically a full gauntlet run uh, just to crown the eventual winners with, uh, well, if you're me, 
without any surprise whatsoever. I went three and zero this weekend at LEC, baby. Let's go. Um, let's talk about it, guys. We'll start with SK versus Mad Lions. That was the Friday uh, morning slash night matchup. The winner of that then advanced to take on Koi, uh, who had lost the previous week against G2 and had to drop down to this gauntlet stage itself. And G2, the undefeated champs, sitting there as the grand finals kings waiting to be dethroned. And, well, (laughs) sometimes the Empire wins. Let's talk SK versus Mad Lions. Jax, baby, you want to let's have a little convo. Let's talk about it. Is there really that much to say? It was a Blue Sides win series. <clears throat> Literally all five games, Blue Side wins. Oh. Which... I guess there isn't much to say. There's a lot to actually say about this series, but I'm just annoyed that Blue Side wins was such a dominant narrative. Not just in this series, but basically for most of the weekend. Like, up until the finals, where it was just G2, it, it felt very Blue Side heavy. Um... <sighs> Mad came out swinging. Game one was not close. Niski played all sorts of weird shit this series. We got to see him play Gragas mid twice. Zoe is apparently back. Chasey's mm-hmm. real good. I got no beef with Chasey. And Elioya mm-hmm. is still Elioya. Um, Karzi and Hillisang were not phenomenal even in the games they won like hillisang looked like he flipped tails today or when this game happened i should say Mm -hmm. that day yes Mm -hmm. that day that's the way to say that words Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, i got you with one notable exception his rel engage in game five that was like the most holy shit engage he could have done but yeah i mean it's None of the games were all that close. Like, it, there wasn't a back and forth. It was just whoever had blue side just blew out the game. I don't have a lot else to say. <laughs> like, I, I was disappointed right, because it was five to... one-sided games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah. Uh, how about this? SK is defeated, but they made it to the top four. They were a team that we did not expect shit from. And they even pushed Mad Lions to a full five games. Why don't you eulogize SK for us? Uh, SK, you were way the fuck better than I think anyone expected. This roster came together and you are going to be a threat that needs to be taken seriously come spring. All right. Which is rapidly approaching. Uh, speaking of, Koi's reign at the top. They had just won previous split back in summer 2022 uh, as Rogue, and then they matched up here against Mad Lions, the winner advancing to the grand finals, and Mad Lions wins 3-1. to one. Mongoose, do you want to chat about this one at all? Yeah, so game one happened, and Koi just kind of slammed Mad Lions, and all of us were like, well, this is how it's going to go. This is the series. It's just going to be three games of this, and we're going to have an early day, and we're just going to get to go to bed at noon because that's when the game started um but no game two happens and mad lions just kind of slap back um we got to see the Aphelios thresh which we haven't seen in a while uh they played the gragas mid again and then they also had jace which 
not a super big fan of, but it worked out really well in this game. Uh, and then game three, kind of Felios once again, uh, Silas, Sejuani, Nar, Rel, um, and Mad Lions took out another game. It was a little bit longer and it was a little bit closer. Um, but the side for Koi, they had the Janna, which is a traditional counter into the Rel. A lot of people play it, but I think the double ADC comp from Koi here kind of screwed them over in the end because they were just way too squishy to deal with Mad Lions comp. And then Aphelios again for Mad Lions in the fourth game, uh, which they ended up taking. And they had the Irelia in the top lane as well, which was a pick that did work out. They won with a 10k gold lead at 29 minutes. And uh, after that first loss, Mad Lions just kind of flipped a switch and turned it on. And it was... Uh, it looked pretty dominant. It did not look like the Koi that I think any of us expected, and they just kind of got exposed after game one. Hell yeah. <clears throat> Interesting that Aphelios came out when they're playing. They're still playing on 13.1b, right? Yep. Yeah, so this is realistically a full patch, soon to be two full patches uh, behind what uh, LCS and other regions were playing on, uh, where we're seeing Aphelios priority rise anyway. Uh, and I'm wondering if that's where they got the idea for it. Uh, it really helps when you can go second item IE, baby, and suddenly Aphelios is a monster. He was already decently good, as you can see from this. Mad Lions then faces off against G2. Uh, two very typical finals nemesis. Uh, By this point, yeah. And, yeah, at this point in time, unfortunately for the Lions, they can run the gauntlet, but up against the boss here in 2023... Things fall a little flat. G2 convincingly, aside from maybe one game, murders the Mad Lions in a clean sweep 3-0, which for everyone listening at home is now the 10th title for the G2's mid laner caps and the 8th 3-0 sweep in those finals. That's crazy actually insane just monstrous uh kangas did you get a chance to watch the series i did yes so it honestly i think like the closest part of the entire series was like the first half of game one game three was actually a little close too so early game headlines could hang but we always hit a point where g2 just storm ahead um game one uh g2 do a cool thing where they actually grab the cled uh, and to put it in the top lane, conditioning Mad Lions to think, okay, when we see Cled, that's going to be going top lane. And then they do a big switcheroo. I mean, it, like I said, it was pretty close. And then we reach, you know, the dragon stacking fights. G2 are just out executing. Uh, Caps gets a little fed onto Cassiopeia and has like two items by 17 minutes. It's it's pretty rough for Mad Lions from that point. So game one, they close out pretty convincingly. Then game two in draft phase, they do some wacky stuff. We get G2 fun in pick and ban because they go for not only the Kled mid lane, which was a big kind of a switch up from the expectations based on how draft went, but they also last second swap the Gragas and the J4 from jungle and support. And they kind of throw Mad Lions for a loop there. And they play the J4 support with Samira for Hansama. They dive bot lane, get a double kill on Samira early. And then from that point, it's like, yep, the game's up. It's it's done. <laughs> game's pretty much over at that point. And it's just like, it's so... Can you imagine drafting against G2 after that? 
You have to come back and tell you as a coach, you have to sit your team down and be like, look, we have to win three games in a row. And we have to somehow draft against this team uh, in all of those games, too. Like, it's like, what do you do? How do you beat this team in draft phase? You don't. And that's what yeah. we saw. You, yeah. I th- you have to beat them by out weirding them. I think if they can figure out what you're probably going to play, they're going to figure out how to draft around it. The fact that they could even pull this out though. And then like we see pro players pull out weird picks that are maybe niche and you've seen it work once and then they try it and it's like, how do they think they could pull this one off too? But G2 can legitimately play Jay Samira and figure out what the win con of that lane is and play to it. J4 Samira. Yeah. Yeah. J4. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of nuts. I also want to highlight, because I will rant about it later when we get to NA, Broken Blade on Jax actually building fucking AD items and not this stupid Zonia's second bullshit that we keep seeing. Was an absolute monster and absolutely destroyed several team fights. True. True. Game three comes around, though, and this is where things actually get a little wild, because G2 do a little bit of throwing. Yeah. Um so Broken Blade's on the Olaf top lane. He gets ganked early while Yike goes for a dive bot lane. Broken Blade dies top. They trade kills bot. Um, but Mad Lions get a little bit ahead. And from that point on, I forget what their third kill. I think the third kill is also top lane, right? It's also Broken Blade. He just kind of gets kind of camped a little bit in the early game on the Olaf. And you're like, all right, well, Olaf from behind this is probably just a go next angle. Like uh, Mad Lions had about a thousand gold lead by like four minutes in the game. It was like crazy early when they were ahead. But then Yike just continually just kicks Garzi's teeth in, man. Like <laughs> it's, it's like, I, I wonder if there's something personal going on there, honestly, because he just refused to leave bot lane. They like dove four different times after this and uh, got back in the game. Broken Blade kept dying top. Like it was just a trade of kills across the map. Um, and things got a little crazy. So I honestly, when I was saying that the, the closest part of the series was like the first half of game one, I do now think that game three from my memory was closer. Um, just cause there was kills everywhere. It was like 20 kills by 15 minutes. Just absurd. Game three was yeah, super what, bloody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was a period of time where mad lions looked like they were going to be winning it. And then they didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the very only game where they had like a sizable it. gold lead. It was like a 4,000 yeah. gold lead by the Baron. Cause they started Baron super, super early. It was like right on spawn. They get it. Yeah. Uh, but then they just couldn't close out the game from that point. The, the key here, listeners, and what you need to understand is Mad Lions cursed themselves in draft. They drafted Yumi, and that meant the crowd was against them. Ooh, they did not true. get it the underdog true. crowd buff going into game three after getting swept in the first two. Yeah, And this yeah, is post-nerf Yumi, too. This is mm-hmm. like with the movement speed and everything yep. gone. And The Caps, problem is... Go for it. Oh, I was just saying, Caps no, just, just had a monster keep... performance. Like... If I remember the play, there was a second Baron. I don't remember exactly when this was. It was a little bit later in the game, but like he basically 1v2s the uh, Mad Lions while they're starting the Baron. As Talia, uh, he hits like a really big seismic shove, chunks them out, pushes them back. Then the rest of G2 shows up and they clean up a couple of kills. And that was like the big moment where G2 get back in the game because then they get the Baron and Mad Lions just never really get purchased back again after that. Because uh, like... With yeah, the Yumi's nice when you're being proactive, but when Sivers like 
running at you, speeding up an Olaf and a Vi, <laughs> and they have the momentum with a Baron-powered wave to push into thirds. It's pretty hard to hold from that point on. So I think, honestly, Caps deserves a lot of the praise and accolades. Uh, like, it's no surprise, based on his performance in the series, that he's got the you know the history of all these three O's in his finals. Um, I think he's back to form. Like, th- this is pretty close to the best version of Caps we've seen. I don't know if it's as good as, like, 2018 worlds caps maybe 2019 worlds caps as well like it will we'll wait to see but it's in the conversation as like yeah he's peaking for his region as like the best in his region and the team's working really well around him right like yeah. we've seen g2 be this good before but i think we talked about it already the drafts are just different like holy shit i want to see a t1 G2 series so goddamn bad. Yeah. I want it. I want a best of 11 and I want it now. I want to see today. I want to see. I know Team Liquid are kind of poopy right now, but I want to see G2 versus Team Liquid because Han Samage is one EU literally like immediately after leaving TL. Yes. (laughs) And after Mm -hmm. he was kind of scapegoated as like, (laughs) not not just one EU, but looked fucking phenomenal throughout. (laughs) Yeah. Very good. Yeah. After looking kind of bad on TL. Something that G2's win here does also do that maybe won't get talked about, I think adds an air of legitimacy to this kind of odd split schedule, right? You really only had a single round robin, and then you went straight to playoffs. G2 played, realistically, what, two series? Uh, right? Three best ofs. They played two best of three threes best and ofs. a best of... and Actually, four best ofs. They played two best yeah. of fives as well. That's right. Um, and they were the undisputed kings, I think, coming into playoffs, and they showed it uh, at the end of it all. Um, so that helps with any narratives that might be set going forward of like, oh, there's three splits, it doesn't really matter. Or what I think the big one's going to be, which is I've already heard is, oh, like, I can't believe we're sending this team to MSI. It's so far away. Um, but shit, dude, this team's really fucking good. I think we're going to be fine. And I think that means this format might stick around for at least another year. Yeah. The, also, the only thing besides the MSI thing, the only thing I hate about this format is Mad Lions had to play three best of fives this weekend and then go into finals with pretty much no prep where G2 kind of had to they get to sit back and Koi and Mad Lions play a very, very similar style. So if you prepare for one, you can kind of alter it to prepare for the other. And G2's backroom is absolutely insane. It always has been. That's why they And I don't so think much. they get enough credit for mm-hmm. their G2's overall performance. It's always like Caps or these big names that are on their roster. But their backroom is so good. And if they have a whole weekend to sit back and watch this team play two best of fives, they're going to know what to do coming into this game. Okay, but hear me out. Fair. Mad could have just not lost, and they wouldn't have had to play three best ofs in a row. Yeah, I've heard not losing is really the way to go. I just, I, I wish they had finals this upcoming weekend as opposed to this past weekend. And the fact that games started on Friday caught me so off guard, and I was so pissed. But it's fine. I, I it's will fine. say that I agree with. Since they have a week <laughs> off, they should have just had the finals be its own thing, one series on this otherwise week off, and have the split just start ne- the next week. And that was actually a component that was talked about. I mean, it's a Reddit post, so take it with a grain of salt. But the finals itself, apparently, just felt a little... 
you know, not as cool. It wasn't a traveling circus. It wasn't a, a show. And that would allow them to have a roadshow for finals. Mm-hmm. I think they're yeah, only they roadshowing for their, like, championship after summer split. That seems right. I don't think I've heard anything about what's happening for um, spring. So I assume that's still in Berlin. Um, yeah, so maybe some improvement, but we got to see some really hype games. It was a very fun weekend. Um, we got some really great matchups, and clearly the best team won. Maybe the Koi series would have been more interesting if they had been able to beat Mad Lions, but we'd already seen G2 also manhandle them just a week before. Cool. That's it. We don't have to talk about EU anymore, ever again, for a week. <laughs> and then we'll be back. Ever <laughs> again, for a week. <laughs> Listen, time is relative, and ever again may only last for seven days. Uh, but we'll be back to talk about them. But next week, uh, don't expect any EU updates unless we get confirmation of roster changes, because that's probably all that's going to be happening. Uh, and then we'll be back to preview the beginning of Spring Split, the second week of March. All right. Guys, let's pop on over the pond. Let's go hang out in the rainiest place on God's green earth, downtown Santa Monica, where we are seeing a storm of epic proportions, so long as you are considering Southern California's typical weather patterns. Uh, It's been very fun. Steve, I don't know. Do you have rain right now? Because it is coming down hard at the moment over here. Not currently, no. Um, It has been raining for the last week, though. We even got hail. Did you get any hail? So we got hail. My parents in Orange County got snow. Yep. Um, In Orange County, we do not get snow. It doesn't happen. We're like sea level. Imagine what it was like. Everywhere else in the country. <laughs> mm-hmm. I haven't had snow ever. So this yeah, year. Yeah, my folks this in Minnesota snowless. said it was like oh. one of the worst blizzards that we've ever seen. Uh, and yeah, it's it's crazy how much weather hit us so quickly. The polar vortex going kind of nuts right now. I worked it's from been home so warm over snow. here. It's nice. It's nice here. You guys should just come <laughs> to North Carolina. No, just I'm come good, on over. Good. It's great. No, no, you just have no, to deal with the typical, you know, redneck every now and again, but that's fine. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. We only, we only have like me. six guns per person. You'll be fine. I promise. Oh. If, if Crush can't get me to come out there, I you're not far. going to either. What about uh, LCS Finals? What about for LCS Finals? That that was Ooh. what he tried to entice me to come out there for. Mm, yes. Got it. Okay. Oh, Also, I have confirmed I will be there. So Let's go. The Kangoo is going to meet up. <laughs> that's true the kangoos i love it uh if you also want to meet the kangies uh you should come to the finals in when is it may i don't may. think it's that far out is it no no, no. April. Oh, we'll talk April. about it. it's uh April. easter weekend Eight the ninth yeah okay we'll we'll talk about it when we get there uh anyway uh let's talk about what's happening this past weekend in santa monica what is soon to be the most beautiful and greenest place in god's green earth once the rain is finally done uh hey lcs happened this past weekend we did not have a super week yay it was just a regular two game week and we have a regular two game week coming up but it was the beginning of the second round robin all the teams are now playing each other for the second time determining for some of them tiebreakers and for every single one of these games just general standings so let's run it down as it exists in first place 10 and 1 Nearly perfect, but not quite there, is FlyQuest. Cloud9 stands alone at second place at 8-3, and three, two games behind an entire regular weekend. Uh, third place is shared by the Evil Geniuses and Golden Guardians at 7-4. and four. 
fifth place standing alone, barely one game above 500 at six and five. All right, you know him, you love him. It's Counter Logic Gaming, boys. But don't get excited. Don't get excited. Don't get excited. No faith. They're not going to do anything this week either. It's it's whatever. Kind of crazy how they just happen to win. Just out of nowhere. Uh, 100 Thieves and TSM are in sixth place together. Five and six, one game below 500. Eighth place. Four and seven is Team Liquid. Ninth place uh, at two and nine, Immortals. And tenth place with one win and ten losses is Team Dignitas. Wow. What a crazy week. It was For at least one of these teams. It was very fun. I enjoyed this week, the few games I was able to actually watch. Listeners, do yourself a favor. Just watch the full broadcast of Thursday, including the shit between games. I know I'm usually the advocate for just watch the games. Avali was on the broadcast on Thursday, and it was some of the funniest shit I have ever seen on the LCS broadcast. The CLG TSM meme video they made is one of my favorite pieces I've ever seen on LCS. So much so that I made a GIF out of it, and now I'm going to be throwing that GIF all over the place. So, yes, <laughs> it was great. She Jeffy, did you see that GIF? I haven't seen. She shoutcasted the it. Liquid Immortals game with flowers and Raz, and it's some of the funniest shit. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was flowers, oh, Raz. And no, no, wait. I did see that. I did see that. I, I did see that. He just roasted her the whole time. And she roasted him back. Yes. She texted his mom during the broadcast. That's right. It was so funny. Like, actually top tier shit. All right, Daffy, I I threw in the the meme. Oh, that's a great gift. (laughs) All right. If you want to see what he's referring to, you should join the Discord. Uh, we should pop that in the Discord too. All right, I'll uh, pop that in. Without any context. Well, I I, I did pop it into the LCS channel uh, during the games. Do it again. Do it again. Just for fun. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. (laughs) All right. Let's talk uh, NA. We'll start at the bottom, and there actually is something to discuss regarding Dignitas. Um, Let's see. Which of you guys has too many good teams to talk about? It's not me. (laughs) Ooh, yeah. Um, God, it's none of us. Badger and Pickle have all the good I mean, by standings, I have two of the top three teams. Okay, Jax, why don't you cover... Dignitas's um, Dignitas good weekend. game involves one of my teams. Yes, go for it. Okay, so Dignitas managed to avoid breaking the record. The record in the LCS is 0-9. No one has ever gone 0-10. And this week was no exception, because Dignitas beats the ever-loving fuck out of evil geniuses in a game that it almost looked like was going to come back because Evil Geniuses started to make good moves, but then Dignitas says, no, we don't want to be the team first team to ever go 0-10, and manages to clutch it out. Um, I still don't understand how Dig pulled this off, but somehow they just played well, and EG Jensen. played like absolute shit, and somehow Jensen they pulled this off. Jensen was mm-hmm. great. But also somehow they brainwashed evil geniuses into playing NA Jace. And I think that's a big factor. You would think so, except NA Jace gets a victory later. We'll this talk week. about that Let's when we get go. there. Um, but yeah, yeah, but if there was any team to pull it out against, surely the 09 <laughs> team would be. Dignitas, yeah. uh, also, 
of one of the two teams that had a debut for a player this weekend, this was the good debut game. Like, Tomo looked fucking great in this game. Yeah. I think I'm going to push back. Do not get super excited. I thought Tomo's game was just okay, but it was good enough to get carried. He did not I was... get thrashed in lane, and he By did FBI not throw and the game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he was. It was a good debut. Yeah. He at least did that, something that's what I'm saying. instead and, of sitting back and doing nothing to help and his team. I'll talk about Eminus later, but Tomo definitely had the better debut game of the two. Mm-hmm. Yes, debut game. Yes. Debut game, not yes. the best game of all debut. Debut players. game is the important qualifier. Debut there. game. Yes. yes, I will agree with um, Dig also had good when you win. <laughs> debut game. On Thursday in Santa Monica, <laughs> no, just just during the race, just debut yellow game. colors. <laughs> uh, Dignitas also played FlyQuest, and there is nothing to say about this game. It was a fucking stomp. FlyQuest absolutely thrashed the <laughs> shit so out of them. Bad, dude. Dignitas goes in, wins that first game. They got to be feeling so great, and then looks at the schedule and reminds themselves, "Shit, we're playing FlyQuest tomorrow." Yeah, but they have and new support, so they should easily be able to yeah. dismantle that. Ayla's team, really get, bad, right? Yeah, we get to talk about Ayla later. Damn, I did not expect him to look so good so quickly, but we'll get there in a moment. Um, well, not that. We're not very fast. We're going to take a while to get yeah. there. Let's talk about Immortals. No, um, let's not. I think that's it. I don't think we have to say anything else, Kangas. <laughs> right? They yeah. Okay, so obviously the team is falling apart right now. Uh, a Blaze Olive is stepping back. A Blue Lou will be in. Look forward to them next week. There's really not much to talk about. Fleshy is... It sucks. He's got to be leading the league in deaths at this point, right? I haven't actually looked at the stats, but it's like a competition between him and Revenge right now. And a Blaze Olive, too. Honestly, everybody on this team is probably competing for that. Um, Kenvi's still trying his hardest out there. Uh, and that's about it. I mean, when you get throttled by Team Liquid, who are currently one place above you in the standings, it's not a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. That was so brutal. I really thought, and I think some of us even had picked them to win this game so i I think i've been misquoted because it says i have them beating clg and so do you which makes me confident one of us no was that that is what actually happened i remember that on the broadcast we were both both so Full of no faith. You're welcome, CLG. But so much and faith. I yeah. literally, welcome. Had to I literally made them. the comment, both of y'all are voting for Immortals and I'm voting for CLG. You know that means they're going to win and you're going to lose the prediction yes. game, right? Yes. And it was worth it. it was I have no memory. It, man. <laughs> literally <laughs> happened. Almost word for word. pretty normal for me, so, yeah. <laughs> A week ago was forever ago. True. As we've already established, seven days is forever. Yes, yes. Um, I, I want to start looking at some of the stats for this team because I feel like that's the only way I'm going to enjoy my time tracking them. Um, be like, see, see how many stats they're last place in, despite being, you know, Oof. ahead of Dignitas in the standings. Insane. This is brutal. Uh, they are actually tied for the most number of games this split with uh, any other team. <laughs> oh. So they're not last in that stat. Look at that. That's true. Who do they play coming okay. up? And oh, they're not last in their win Dignitas. rate. Oh, yeah. that's okay. Next week. 
That could be a win. I don't know why I'm whispering. That could do it. <laughs> We're trying not to upset them. <laughs> <laughs> trying to spare their feelings. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> having said that, Kangas is swapping his. I had Immortals, and then I remembered. But it also will be Balulu, and I do think Balulu is a good player. So I don't know. Hmm. It's tough. I'll. I'll yeah. I'm. I'm committing to it. But we'll. We'll get to predictions later. We'll talk about that in a moment. Yeah. All right. Let's talk Team Liquid. Uh. Hey. Team Liquid wasn't the worst performing team this past weekend, right? Jax, why don't you why don't you talk about Team Liquid a little bit? I mean, uh, their games this weekend were uh, they played Immortals. They they beat the hell out of Immortals. Thieves. It was not close. Yeah, um, and then they did play a hundred thieves, and I will say this was a better game than you would expect from Team Liquid, who's faltering horribly, and hundred thieves, who's doing pretty good. Like this one was. This one was decently close um, until it wasn't. But like this game goes to 40 minutes. It's not a high kill game. It's kind of a slow slog of a game. I don't I don't know what's going on with Team Liquid, man. Like we we were all skeptical on Pioche getting picked up so high profile, but like Summit's actually looking good on tanks and they still can't pull things together. Like what the hell is going on? I'll point out this game against 100 Thieves is actually worse than you would think because uh, they're really Team Liquid's winning almost the entire game. In fact, they kind of have a tiny lead. Then they get Baron after 20 minutes and they start extending that league. I think they're up by up up to 8K, maybe just 7K at one point. And then they lose a one team fight. Oh, do they get two Barons? Yeah, they get two goddamn Barons. Mm-hmm. And it still doesn't do shit. That sounds right. Yeah, 100 Thieves picks up a um, dragon fight win. Oh, they only get the one Baron. 100 Thieves picks up the dragon fight win, then goes to Baron, and then just wins the game off of that. It's actually kind of insane how quickly the um, the gold switches from uh, Team Liquid's victory to... Dude, there's been a lot of games like that, this split, of just mm-hmm. one team's winning, but not decisively, and then one team fight, and it's just fucking over the other way. You want to talk about potentially why that uh, happened after it hit the 35-minute mark? I, Do you I, want to look at the bot I lanes? I don't remember. We are still seeing in North America, still handshaking Zeri Lulu versus Lushinami. It is, what, 13.4 this upcoming weekend? If you are taking Lushinami and you're not winning the game at 22 minutes, it's over. It's over. You can't win the game. Stop. Or, alternately, drafting crazy scaling in your other lanes and playing through the Lucianami to get them ahead to use it to get your other lanes to the late game because Lucianami falls off a fucking cliff. I don't believe we're on 13-4 next week. That would be very quick. Yeah, I think it's That's the week That's the after. newest patch that just came out. Oh, is it 13-3 I think then? they're yeah. still on 13-3. I mean, 13-3, this is still not a good bot lane. Like, it, we're, they're not good enough to close these games out fast enough for this to be like that impactful. Also, I don't... Okay, this might be weird, and maybe I just suck. I don't understand the IE pick on Lucian. I feel like if you go second item Navori, you will just run the game it's, as soon as you Quick get Blades it. Quickblades is so much better. Literally the only reason to ever go IE on Lucian is if the enemy team is full squish and you can literally one-tap someone with a single spell plus the double auto, and they all crit. That's yeah, the only reason to go IE, this. because if you're not literally one-shotting people, Quickblades is better. Yeah. Okay. Then I feel a little bit better for thinking this was a weird pick. 
Um, yeah, Team Liquid's a mess. This is the problem with it, though. Like, I could excuse, okay, you lost a close game, you lost blah, 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 like, but things didn't go your way necessarily in the result, but I hated that I saw this draft out of them, and then they slowly lost the game by not being proactive, even though they had a lead. Like, shoot, that should have been... They should have had their win conditions already set up, and they still failed to actually get across the finish line. That's my biggest concern about Team Liquid, more than anything I else. will say, as of NACL this last week, Zaya Khan is heavily back into the meta. I think Zaya is one of Jan's best champions, so there is a chance that the meta is going to swing back into TL's favor. And I know that Corey JJ can play Rakan very well, too. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I feel like... Well, doesn't, yeah, he has Rakan skin, right? <laughs> it's like yeah. Uh, yeah. literally yeah. a world He's skin. pretty good. He's, a He's pretty, pretty good. known for this champion. <laughs> uh, yeah, big brain over here. Um, memory problems, remember? Uh, but the th- point is, I think that maybe with the meta shift, uh, Team L will look better going forward. Um We'll see if it fixes all their problems, though. All right. Here's a team that maybe has some problems to fix. Mongoose. TSM, we're flying so high. And I think their wings may have melted because they came crashing back this week. What the fuck happened? Uh, Maple just doesn't have a team. Is the ultimate... uh Lesson from this weekend. Uh, the first game, Maple is on the Cassidans, so he has basically zero priority to do anything to help his team um boogie is on uh the maokai which doesn't look too bad um but they played against clg and luger kind of ran this game um on the lucian nami which you were just disparaging um but it looked really good uh when tsm could do absolutely nothing the only thing worse than a lucian getting behind is a caitlin getting behind in that game uh, definitely showcased it. Solo got behind on the Renekton. They got behind on the Caitlyn Karma. Um, and it was pretty much just like, all right, here you go, Maple. We'll just get you to, to level 16 and hopefully you can carry the game. And spoiler, that did not happen. Um, contracts looked really good on the Elise, um, punishing both Solo and Neo. Um, so this first game just felt like they didn't have... Anything to do because Maple could not control the map. And then speaking of not being able to control the map, uh, Maple into Eminus did not go the way that I expected, probably because C9 got a wake-up call in their first game of the week, which we'll get to. But it was it was it was a bad game. There was there was nothing good that happened in this game. Chime kept getting caught out. Um, Maple on the Talia was not able to do anything into the LeBlanc. Um, and Blabber on the Rengar, uh, TSM just didn't know what to do against it, even though Blabber was just full running it into TSM. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he Several literally times. had two, two times where he just ran it and died, and his team were just like, oh. <laughs> Oops. Uh, okay, I guess we lose this objective or whatever we were fighting for. Um, and then Fudge on the Scion was just so tanky. There was no way they were getting through it with Maple going crown, just trying to live against the LeBlanc. Uh, didn't have any of that health percent tick. And Boogie on the Elise, no way. No way. Just that Fudge happened. was unkillable. He could do literally anything in this game, um, and he would still be uh, alive. So, yeah, TSM, just draft problems and player problems and hand problems and everything went wrong this weekend 
maybe girl problems too. Like, come on, man, just lay into them. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but hopefully next week they bounce back. I think it's just bad drafts, bad decisions in the early game. Um, so hopefully, no bad, no bad in the early game, and we be okay. Yeah, yeah. I also hopefully will just say, they do good. <laughs> I think that. Uh, well, I mean, we'll talk about Eminus later as well with his debut. Um, they just did not know that MNS is a LeBlanc or was a LeBlanc one trick and uh, can do a lot of really dirty things <laughs> on that champion. And yeah, that, that happened to DSM. They really play disrespectfully to MNS and what LeBlanc can do. It's been a while since she's been in the meta. Uh, and I don't know if we've ever... This is going to sound like a hot take, but if it plays out the rest of the season, I don't think it'll be that hot. I don't know if we've ever seen a better LeBlanc in NA than Eminus. Um, and I know that I haven't seen much of his LeBlanc, but it's one of his most played in NACL, and he will literally 1v5 games on this pick. Like his, He's averaging like three solo kills a game on LeBlanc. He's averaging like a three-minute kill <laughs> on this champion in lane. Like... The challenger level mid laners just do not understand <laughs> how to play against this guy. And to an extent, that translated to TSM. And uh, yeah, he, he will do things on this champ that you don't realize the champ can do until you realize, until you play against like this caliber of player who one tricked her for so long and then went pro. It's like, yeah, no, it's like playing against Faker Zed in a way where it's, I mean, I'm not saying MS is that level, but like that's kind of the comparison you can make. It's like even if Faker's, it's Zed's not meta, like you still think of Faker for Zed because he played it for so long. So I would actually say for those of you who have been watching this long, you will probably understand this. You should actually be thinking of Faker's yep, LeBlanc. that's where I was oh? going. Zed's not very good. Okay, well, yeah, Zed, Zed is famous because of that. the Ryu 1v1, not because he was actually, like, an exceptional Zed relative to the field at the time. And Ryu ba got baited by his team, so... Mm -hmm. And also, Faker died immediately after to a tower yep. shot. Yeah. Um, also, then he walked Ryu's back into uh, younger brother uh, was on the controller at the time. Uh, the, oh, uh, yes. Uh, right. Ethernet yeah. unplugged. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh -huh. that's why Ryu is looking trash. that pissed. He's like, I can't believe, can't <laughs> believe you just did that. That is permanently in my mind. I'm just like the camera zoom in. <laughs> it was so VM, but it was so good. <laughs> and then that I love the interview that they shot. did with Faker and Ryu like last year about that. It was awesome. If you haven't seen that, you should go check it out. Really good LCK content. For those who are wondering, uh, LeBlanc is Faker's fourth most played champion, and he has an 81% win yep. ratio on it. And until wow. uh, two years ago, it was 100%. Yes. He lost his yes. first game on it two years ago. Oh, yeah. That was, he got baited into the pick. That yeah. was a big deal. Wait, no, didn't he lose? He lost before that. No, he had lost it, before that. No. He had lost it was MSI, MSI finals. There was a big Morgana counter pick. That, I remember that being a big story. Yeah. Yeah. That was four years ago. Five years that ago? was longer ago than that. I want to say that was twenty. That was the first MSI. That would have been twenty six. It was whichever one EDG won because they were the ones. Twenty fifteen. That, that was twenty fifteen MSI. Yeah. Yeah, he got baited into it, and they pulled up the Morgana counter. It was sick. Everyone, uh, uh, anyway, at he has Long very Goose few losses. in the chat and uh, say, "Ha ha." Um, you just I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know what? Fair. Say he ha -ha. doesn't believe it. We can. I wasn't on. born then, so true. You know, true. <laughs> it's not. It's, it doesn't exist. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Also, I should encourage uh, here are people, some people to add us and laugh at us in the Discord. Or I'm going to get added a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of people who've been around since before you were born, let's talk a hundred thieves. 
Yeah, Kangas, your turn. How did Hunt Thieves' week go? Did they bounce back? Uh, it was a week. Yeah. Uh, I think Hunt Thieves, they had a really rough first opponent in FlyQuest, obviously number one in the league. And they held their own for a little bit of the game. This is, like, I guess the best you could say for a lot of teams against FlyQuest is that it's not always a stomp. But FlyQuest will almost always win. Like, 100 Thieves were in it for quite a while here. They actually had a pretty big lead to start off. Bjergsen played Annie mid. Yeah, you heard that one right. He even solo killed Vikla at one point, who was playing Swain. Um, but even with, like, four dragons to their name, they just could do much. Like, they weren't advancing their game state very far outside of just stacking dragons. They weren't killing turrets. They weren't setting up like big power pushes and they just kind of let FlyQuest get back into the game and Prince played Zeri and went 14-0. and It's like, yeah, that's pretty much what you can expect if you're not going to just hard shove in on, uh, on Prince on a late game carry. Like, he will just win the game for FlyQuest. And this is kind of what we expect going into the year. Prince has been touted to be like one of the most hyped imports we've ever had. These are the kind of performances that solidify that. Obviously, we'll talk about FlyQuest more later. This is from the 100 Thieves side. Um, I think Doublelift got a little exposed in the late game here, too. He didn't have that strong of a showing outside of the early laning phase where he and Busu actually did play pretty well. Um, and then Closer did... I'm even struggling to like remember kind of the big the flip moment. I just remember, I think it was like around a Herald or maybe it was the Baron where Prince popped off. It was just like, it felt like it was 100 Thieves' game to, to win, and then they didn't. And it's like, well, that's sad. Um, so <laughs> there you go. That's my, that's my color commentary of that game. <laughs> mm -hmm. Next up, they had Team Liquid. Kind of the opposite story. They got to do the reverse, where they were losing, 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 and then won. Um, so good job, you know? Uh, you kind of caught the, the the little throw, the little toss-up. This time, Doublelift got the Zeri. Bjergsen did carry pretty hard on the victor. So, honestly, you had two kind of good games. Like, the Annie, not a champion, I think, of for Bjergsen. I think it's a better support than a mid laner. Uh, was, and then game two on the victor kind of popped off. Was this the game where the victor and Scion had an epic duel that lasted like 15 or 20 seconds? <laughs> it was. Yeah, Forgot about that part. At the top lane. It was yeah. actually fucking funny because it was such an actually close duel. And it's like, these are not champions you ever think of as being dueling with anyone, let alone each other. Right. If this matchup isn't in Arcane Season 2, we riot. Okay. No, right? It's the one I that makes you the guys. company. I mean, oh, the game. Shit, you're right. Oh, my God. That makes the game. You know what? <laughs> Shut up. Haha, <laughs> 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 ha, Uno reverse card. It's like that moment in, in the George Lopez show where Max like says something silly. Everyone laughs. You're just making up names. No one's actually named Max. Oh, no, I'm looking <laughs> at the right. wiki page right now. <laughs> Remember when All Angie right, said that on. thing? Sean, let's I know real. the best Goofy's way to distract Kangas. I don't know what you are talking about, and I'm moving on Goofy. so quickly. Nope, oh Kangas. I know what to distract you with. It, it is now How run down lore that Sean gaming. has not seen the, a Goofy movie. I've seen the Goofy movie. I have. Yeah. Okay. It has the, the pop star that's like made of electricity or whatever. I don't really understand him either. It's been a while. Uh, Kangas, Counterlogic Gaming. They played this week. We voted against them. I did both games. Yeah, you did. Thus ensuring what happened this week? I did not have to shave. 
<laughs> That's what happened this week. And we're all thankful. We had two of the best CLG games of the split so far. Like they just crushed. They, they there were some of the games that they've won, it's felt like ah, they were in losing positions and then Dokla does the Coolarelia play, right? And like kind of pops off. Or some of the games that they lose, it's like, ah, come on, like they had an opportunity to win. And this time it was like, no, we didn't really get either of those. They just they had TSM to start off. Um kind of just beat them across the board. Luger popped off on Lucian Nami. They crushed the Caitlyn Karma, which are supposed to kind of shove in. And Maple was on the Cassidin, so that was like the late game win condition. But CLG just said, what late game? We're actually going to end the game at a reasonable time. Uh, got all the dragons. I mean, it did take an older, I suppose. So maybe not like super fast, but still. Like CLG closed that one out pretty cleanly. But it's also the they game swept two. the dragons, so Elder wasn't even super late. True, yeah, yeah. And they were like, yeah, taking them basically on spawn very, very fast. Um, then game number two, similar story against Immortals. Uh, 21-7 to seven kills was the final score. Pretty disgusting stuff. Again, Luger has a good game, but this time Palafox on the Jace actually really stepping up mid- NAJ's baby. NAJ's. So it turns fun fact, out it turns out against Immortals, even NAJ's can win. No. Mm, interesting that it doesn't work against Dignitas, but it works against Immortals. Mm. Mm. Maybe it has more to do with the team that pulled it off. Mm. 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 I will say. All right, anyway. <laughs> in Challengers League, we have a couple of really good Jace players. Copy has played the Jace. I would not be surprised if Palafox and Copy are like swapping when to play Jace, like when it works. Uh, mid lane Jace is much more popular than top lane Jace. Uh, and I think that it actually does have a lot of matchups that work, especially against squishy things. Like if they lock in the Elise, it can work pretty well because all you need to do is CC the Elise and then she's dead. Like Jace can just one tap an Elise. Um, so it actually does have a lot of applications. I think it's cool that CLG is willing to pull that out because it kind of fits what they were known for last year, which was, you know, not the meta picks that everyone else was locking in, but their own style. Things like the Yone Akali, where they could go 1-3-1 when nobody else was 1-3-1-ing. It almost kind of feels more like that version of CLG, which I'm happy to see back. Hell yeah. So win streak All right. for CLG, baby. Let's go. Woo! But don't don't get too excited for them. No hype threads. Don't say anything. Oh, I already posted. Like, oh, GIF, yeah. So you know. Yeah, no, that's good enough. That gift right, is good, incredible. Good, good. Uh, we're keeping that one. Uh, we got some third place teams to talk about. Unfortunately, Badger's not here to hype up the true fourth place team of Golden Guardians. Uh, so Mongoose, you're gonna have to do it for him. Uh, so Golden Guardians had the pleasure of welcoming welcoming Eminus to uh, the LCS. And it went exactly how you would expect. Uh, Eminus ended this game 1-6. Uh, Gory and River look absolutely insane. Stixa finally died after six whole games of League of Legends. Um, Huhi, on the other hand, did not. Uh, and Golden Guardians looked really, really good this game. River and Gory still look absolutely phenomenal. Um... And after this, I was like, Aminus might just get smoked against TSM, but that did not happen. Um, and then Golden Guardian's second game uh, was against Evil Geniuses, and it was uh, it was not close at all. Um, Jojo Pian 
was camped the entire game by river and this seems to be the rule for golden guardians is camp gory no matter who he is against um no, except uh, who he's who in the he's bot the lane support. yeah yeah okay good Just um but sticks a playing really well this whole team is playing well licorice not really much of a force in uh either of these games he held it down against fudge in the first game playing the jacks and they got to play the counter matchup with the jacks or the gragas into the jacks in this game um and just kind of held it down but this team looks really really good gory and river are absolutely insane river got player of the week um as he should he looks so good and on the sejuani he looked unkillable even though he died once but we don't we don't talk about that death um he looked really really good um jungle priority has is insane for this team um they just control everything on the map when river and gory get even a small lead they're extending to side lanes to try to help so um this team has figured it out they started off really poor the first week gory was in was not great but now gory river firing on all cylinders sticks and who he have figured it out um so very very excited for this team and they should be the actual third place team but i mean you know they legit beat the next two teams in the list this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I only putting them uh, in fourth in our discussion because that's what Badger said they were. They were top 14, baby. All right. The other third place team tied with Golden Guardians, but certainly much worse than them. Don't worry, Mongoose. Are the evil geniuses. Jax. Uh, aside from the wonderful Twitter controversy currently brewing, uh, how did they actually play the last week? Like shit. um so evil geniuses handed dignitas their first win off of truly awful play across the board like there is not a single standout like oh this player did well no this was a sea of shit against dignitas and then as mongoose just finished talking about they got beat down by golden guardians and i want to paint a story a little bit between these games because arma on dignitas played this shitty Jax build that I've been ranting about, where they go a fucking Zonia's, and it's fucking bad. But Arma won, kind of despite his build. So then Sunday's like, oh, that must be the build I should do, and he plays that Jax build on Sunday against Golden Guardians. And here's the problem with Zonia's Jax. Jax gets exactly eight seconds to be a real champion, and that's the duration of his ult. His ult scales with his AD, so the more AD you build, the more defenses you get so you can actually survive the eight seconds and murder your opponents. Zonia's does not give AD, his ult does not scale with AP anymore, and Zonia's means you're spending two and a half of your eight seconds unable to fight your opponents. Someday was fucking useless, despite only dying once, because he couldn't apply enough damage to actually kill the Golden Guardians because he had a fucking Zonia's instead of something useful. In addition to that, as you mentioned, Jojo got camped and did not handle it well, um, and FBI and Vulcan did not generate any kind of meaningful lead with their Lucianami like we've ranted about a couple of times about stop playing fucking Lucianami if you're not going to draft full scaling in your solos and play around it and dominate early game. You must do both or you should not be playing Lucianami. Yeah, that's it. Uh, EG, just to pile on what I alluded to, uh, there's some stuff going on around about Danny right now. Lots of he said, she said sort of things. And so expect to see some stuff talking about that. Uh, Danny did say that he's currently 
contracted with EG and we'll be doing some content for them. So maybe we see some more of the young god himself. Uh, and maybe uh, this team could use a little bit of a spark that he could provide. Uh, but we've got Cloud9 up here on second place, debuting a brand new mid laner and still retaining that second slot, the buy position. Um, Jax, yep. that's you again. God damn it. Yeah, you got the good ones. I should have made you talk about Dick. Fuck, did I do that? I think I, think I, I did forgot. talk about Dick. Yeah, good. All right. Because the, they year. played against evil geniuses, so it was kind of cross coverage. Yes. All right. Perfect. And tell me C9. C9, as Mongoose mentioned a moment ago, gets absolutely blasted by Golden Guardians. I'm going to point out, Licorice goes the correct build with the fucking Spear of Shojin on the Jax and absolutely fucking crushes it. Um, yeah. We also see, again, a Lushinami out of Golden Guardians, but unlike the other teams that have failed with it, they push their lead. They don't really get the lane kills. Instead, they just go mid and murder Eminus over and over. Eminus has a terrible debut game. He is completely useless on this victor. He goes 1-6-2. and two. <sighs> But the rest of Cloud9 didn't do him any favors. They were never in the right place, right time. No one was roaming to cover for him. No one was helping him get vision to watch for ganks. So he played badly, but also so did the rest of Cloud9 this game. Uh, Cloud9, however, comes roaring back against TSM. Eminus looked so good on this LeBlanc. I'm going to chalk game one up to stage nerves and say I want to see another week of this guy before I pass judgment. Game one, he was worse than Diplex. Because for all of my criticisms of Diplex, he at least was able to lose lanes gracefully. He did not hard feed when he lost lanes. He just was useless. But Eminus on this LeBlanc, and I understand it's LeBlanc, and we'll see if he can do this on any other champions, but you already mentioned he just looked like Faker on LeBlanc. Like, he absolutely yeah. fucking styled on everyone on TSM. He styled on Maple, someone who has experienced Faker's LeBlanc before. Like, absolutely brutal. Berserker and Sven have a phenomenal game, just absolutely dominate their lane. Blabber plays the Rengar, but he plays this weird Divine Sunder or Bruiser Rengar, and if they didn't blow out this game so hard so fast, I'm pretty sure he would have been the reason they lost. This build sucks. Um, and Fudge was Scion. He built Heartsteel, which was cool to see a Heartsteel in pro. Um, but he was just, his whole team was ahead, so he got to be the frontliner that couldn't die. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Cool. C9. Looking like they might be okay with a sudden change. Uh, FlyQuest experienced the same be, thing. To close out there, if MNS can deliver on other champions, because yes. I imagine... Anybody who does the research code for it will just ban LeBlanc it's, against Eminence. <laughs> next week, he should have LeBlanc banned both games, and we will see if game one was stage nerves or if that was non-LeBlanc Eminence. And that's going to be did, the telling story. He was very vocal, and they put out those videos. He was saying it was stage nerves in game number one. Or he wasn't like scapegoating it, right? But he was just was stating that he was very nervous. It was just, in the, in it the was just such a stark contrast in, like... Confidence, play style, everything yeah. that I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. And if he doesn't fail horribly next week, then I call it stage nerves and he's good. If LeBlanc is banned and you're a Cloud9 fan, be a little nervous. But then if he locks in a Kali, be very excited because his Kali is close. 
It is almost as good. Plus, for the first game, has, he was on Victor, which is a super punishable champ, has zero movement options, and has no way yeah, to escape no, anything. is a flashy player. He, he likes so the melee. So that's like one of the worst champs for mid lane to have stage nerves on, because you are very, very vulnerable. Yep. Give him Silas, give him Akali, give him LeBlanc, he'll pop off. I thought that was an odd pick to put him on first, too, Victor, mm-hmm. just because it's so easily um, taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, uh, let's talk about the team that's also made a pretty major change to its roster despite being all the way at the top. That is, of course, FlyQuest. Um, Mongoose, you want to talk about FlyQuest? I actually didn't watch any of their games because I'm <laughs> no, tired of watching yeah, this team stomp people. <laughs> all right, Kangas, did you watch any FlyQuest? I was able to catch their games, yes. Uh, first game against 100 Thieves, we are already kind of talking about it. They actually weren't winning this one early on. They were getting a little outplayed around the map. Bot lane was going poorly at first. Prince didn't die, but uh, Ayla was getting kind of punished on Soraka. There's a couple of plays where they were getting a little over eager. 100 Thieves had some cool TP flank, or I guess one just really big cool TP flank play where Tenacity gets kind of chunked out. He banks, he teleports into the tri-bush and gets a big flank around them while they kill Ayla and I think Impact at the same time. Uh, Vikla gets 1v1 by Bjergsen on Annie is very funny. Just to see pop up on the screen, like, Swain killed by Annie. You're like, they weren't even on screen. What happened? They show the replay. It's like, oh, it's Solo killed him. All right. Um, But then come late game, it's like Swain presses R with a Rylize. And, like, nobody can walk into that zone. And then Prince can just pop off. That was the weirdest part of this is up until that point, up until FlyQuest took control, Vikla was just getting detonated. On the swing. Yeah. He was not able to do the swing things. And then suddenly they have one fight where he lives. He still didn't use the Zonias. Like, listeners, there are like three fights in a row where he has Zonias and never pops it and dies in his <laughs> ult. Yep. But he still didn't use it. But for whatever reason in this fight, he doesn't die. And it just swings the entire game and from that moment on he's just the unkillable swain who's just in the middle of your team murdering everything and it was so bizarre after he just was getting fucking blasted for the first 20 minutes i mean a lot of people forget swain scales pretty hard now every enw he lands he gets like what 20 max hp or something crazy and uh 12 or 14 but it's a lot for yeah, it scales. <laughs> They're out of game. Like if you hit a bunch of those in a row, I mean, early game you're supposed to get kind of destroyed, and and that was part of the purpose of the rework is they didn't want him to be this like crazy lane bully support like he was. Um, they toned back some of that and added it to the scaling, and yeah, he he got to that point in the game. So they they came back. Prince again, hard carried though. I I know. Like the Swain's interesting, but again, Prince 14 0 on Zeri. Did Prince things, did Zeri things. And then they went against Dignitas, and they also just destroyed that. Shout out to Tomo, who actually did do pretty well on the Zeri from Dignitas' side. Uh, but this time it was actually uh, Vickla's turn to, to do a little bit of carrying and Impact as well. I mean, Impact played two Renekton games. When a lot of people criticize Renekton in the current meta, and he actually did very well both uh, games. So I think FlyQuest are still looking like the clear favorites. Shoutouts to Spika, who is still playing a Mumu in the jungle. Uh, really fun to see that. He really outplayed <laughs> Xehanturin. And yeah, FlyQuest kind of just bodied that one. 
Yeah, I think he what solo kills was... Santorin at level three or something stupid yeah. like that. You, you know, I, I yeah. did he solo kill him or did he just push him out of the jungle? I remember. No, he solo killed. Yeah, oh, it, wow. it was like a blast cone happened, so he flash follows and bandage tosses to finish off the kill, kind of thing. Yeah, he catches Santorin invades and Spica sticks around. Santorin loses the pressure from Armut and loses also the smite fight at the red buff. And at that point, Amumu's got red buff and had the heal, so he's almost full health. Centaur has to get the fuck out of dodge. Barely makes it out into Baron Pit, and immediate flash from Spica finishes the job. It was brutal. <laughs> you can't lose to Amumu pre-six in the jungle, Dude, bro. Uh, Amumu oh, is no. deceptively better at dueling people than anyone gives him credit for. But you should not be beating Wukong. I'm not disputing that. <laughs> I'm just saying. Amumu is a lot better at 1v1s than people give him credit for because his W is just constant damage when everyone else has long cooldown spells. Yeah, fair. But there was a lot more going on in that one. Not good for Santorin. Not a great game at all for Tignatops. Spica also ended up going full AP this game, which is also a ton of fun. And then, You got a five-man. Yeah. Which five man Amumu ult full AP kind of just wins the fight. And, but the thing is, like, that will fight. It didn't. No one does anything. No one died. They just kind of walk away. Yeah, Speak is used cool. to it. Speak is used yeah. to it. Aww. It was another It was another nine man stun. Just oh, a different no. team. Um, but if you look at the impact build on Renekton between the two games, it's awesome that he's just like adapting his build which we don't see very often we see people just go the same brain dead build on every champion um but it's a very very different build between the two games one is like i'm gonna sustain and live and just like try to be the front line and then one is i am going to kill anyone that walks on my screen as fast as possible uh yeah i mean the the difference between like the full ad lethality burst versus the like black cleaver into tank items it's really fun because I think Renekton can do both. And and that's one of the biggest strengths of him that I echo your frustration. Most top laners don't utilize is if you're winning and you think you can carry, you can do that. If you're not winning, you can just eat ego and go towards a tanky build. And most top laners just don't do, they're not willing to take that second step of like identify, no, I should just be a stun bot that has a big health bar and can make space for my team. And if he built Black Cleaver this item like this game, people would have been going crazy, like mad, because they had the basically three AP if you count Lulu. You do not um, need armor shred. Yeah, so Yeah, he played he played really well. It's always fun to see Renekton's do well, but most of the time we don't ever see that. Not very common, not anymore. Uh let's talk about uh what the games we got coming up. We've got just a regular week of games, and we're gonna start off with the number one team. FlyQuest against Counter Logic Gaming. This is on Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. Uh, we all have FlyQuest except for one holdout. Kangas, how does Counter Logic Gaming beat FlyQuest? Okay. You voted FlyQuest, so I had to go CLG. Um, oh, okay. Oh, you could just say uh, FlyQuest lost to TSM and CLG just beat TSM, therefore transitive properties. True. FlyQuest lose to CLG. I could do that instead. Let me do you one even better. 
CLG is adapting to a style that is similar, more similar to last year. And I think with the patch change, it's actually a ripe time to do something like that. They can put Luger on something more safe. I think Ezreal, Zaya are going to become very prevalent in the meta because you can play through bot lane if you want. But you can also now start to play through mid lane. And I, I think Palafox, if he's getting things like Akali and Contracts is playing well, especially with Nidalee maybe coming into the meta. I don't know if that actually, no, that's not going to be this next weekend though. Cause that's a 13.4 thing. Damn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I want, I, you I, say I'm on that you, patch, coming but... back in the meta and contracts will play it at some point this spring split. Cause he I is mean, like, you just played it player. on the current. I was or, just or casting that game. One, so... Yes. X, you did play it earlier today. You I never know. I would be, I would be bold for me to predict the contracts to pull it out in LCS because of that. But I think that they can actually start to play through something that isn't bot lane, which is the hardest way to beat FlyQuest, is trying to play through your bot lane and get them further ahead because Prince is just inevitable. So if you're not just shoving him behind, which is so hard to do, then you're going to get crushed. So you want to hope that like Dokla or Palafox has a threat that can just one-shot him. Things like the the Jace, the Akali, Syndra. the Yones that can just get on Syndra. an AD carry and kill them instantly. Syndra. Yeah, sure. Syndra, just what get champ? lap ball what and hit our button. Outplay button. Bing, 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 bing. I honestly think that's... Or, or new Vigar. The way to beat Flyquist. Vigar? No, that's going to that's gonna require him to scale through a Vikla lane. I don't think that's going to work. Yeah, but you just Syndra, put, you just put Vikla in the corner, in the baby cage, and you call it a day, and you walk away. You say Vikla, no. <laughs> no <laughs> yeah, you don't, get, you, you don't get to play. You, you there, I'm here. <laughs> I press Q on minions. Uh, let's talk TSM versus Evil Geniuses. Um, most folks here have EG. Goose and myself are actually picking TSM. Jax, why does EG win this While one? EG may have had a no good, very bad weekend, they're still a much better team than this fucking TSM roster. Hot damn, Goose, you disagree. I just think EG... Yep, that's fair. That's a good argument. <laughs> I think EG just kind of sucks right now, despite TSM, and I think TSM... Uh, as long as they keep getting uh, put down, they're going to come up with upsets. So I think uh, this is just another another name on the list. Hell yeah. I think EG is also struggling really heavily right now, and I think TSM has nothing to lose here, whereas EG feels like they sort of do. 100 Thieves versus C9. Wow, despite how close these kind of are in the uh, standings and really were uh, more recently... We all have C9 unanimously. I think that's weird. I really think it's weird no one's picking 100 Thieves. Are you going to change? Nope. Well, there, there you, you go. go. <laughs> <laughs> C9 looks like a really good team, and Eminez looked so good in the second game. Uh, and I just think 100 Thieves is not proactive enough. I think you have to be very active to take advantage of a mid lane matchup. And I don't think Bjergsen has shown that he will do that over his entire career realistically, since, like, the first season he played. Uh, he'll neutralize, and he'll play well, and he'll be great in team fights. but I think you need to do a little bit more to a player like Eminez who wants he's to He's always off. been, like, a counterpart to Froggen in that regard. Little less known for farming mm -hmm. specifically, but still the very, like, I'm just going to neutralize whatever Stable. matchup I'm in kind of play. Yep. Agreed. TL versus GG. Wow. Can you imagine us saying this at the beginning of the split? Yes. Every single person... Shut up, Mongoose. Every single person here has Golden Guardians <laughs> winning over Team Liquid. Mongoose, I'll give you five seconds. Why does GG win? 
Uh, because River Gory. Hell yeah. Love it. Immortals versus Dignitas really saving those bangers for last. We'll round out Thursday afternoon. We actually have a split cast. Myself, Jackson, Kangas all have Dignitas. Everyone else has Immortals. Goose, Immortals, why do they win? Uh, because they have more than one win, they have two. And uh, I am not voting for Ignar. So. Okay, fair enough. Um, Kangas, why does Dignitas beat Immortals? doubling their wins i think that balulu will be an upgrade but i'm always hesitant to say a bad team with a sub player will just fix their problems and be better than they were with the previous iteration so this is mostly me just weighing that dignitas they ended their loss streak tomo's looking like an upgrade for them they already have a weekend of play or i guess a week of play it's no longer weekends with tomo so they should be a more cohesive unit than Immortals uh, going into this. Hear me out. Tactical and fleshy, worst bot lane in the LCS, and it's not even close. Yeah. Tomo looked well, pretty decent against It was, really... but now Tomo's in. No, Tomo looked fucking decent against really hard competition in his first weekend, so I'm going to give him some faith there. And while Armut and Santorin haven't looked great this split, neither have Revenge and Kenvi, and Bolalu is a... I'd, I'd, it's a wild card for me, but because of the other advantages, I'm just going to say dig. Yeah, but Baloo's oh, yeah. made it to Worlds, so... Yeah. Oh, shit. You know. and the, So is Santorum. I could yeah. see a world where Baloo comes in and actually does have, like, a crazy upside for this team. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Immortals won this, but I am predicting Dignitas to win it. All right, fair enough. Until they get back Jimmy Harrison. Jimmy, Jimmy, Harrison, Harrison. Yep. I don't think they're going to win much more than this yep. match. Uh, CLG versus 100 Thieves, Friday, 2 p.m. Be there, be square. Uh, we have a split cast here as well. Jax, Kangas, and Goose all picking CLG. The rest of us selecting 100 Thieves. Uh, Kangas, going to give it to you. Why are you putting faith in CLG? I think that Doublelift is showing he can pop off if the enemy team forgets he exists. But as long as they focus on Doublelift, he's not actually, like, outplaying as much as he is just playing. And I think Luger's the type of AD carry that can actually, like, hard punish. If you, if you watch Luger's play, it's funny how much he focuses the enemy AD carry. Um in team fights and in lane as well. So I actually think stylistically this works pretty well for CLG. Luger's just going to have a target on double lifts back and try and eliminate him quickly. And I don't know if double lift will be ready for the amount of focus that like Dokla Palafox Luger just jumping on him. Uh, that's a, that's a lot of pressure for him. All right. Hear me out. Okay. Did you watch CLG hundred thieves two weeks ago? It was no, one of the yeah. most one-sided matchups we've had in <laughs> yeah. the entire split. 100 Thieves got uh -huh. giga-stomped. Yeah. So I'm picking CLG. Listen, I'm only picking 100 Thieves to hopefully give them a victory. I can't put that much faith in them, all right? I think, I think officially, we should be able to chalk up every one of my CLG picks as a correct decision, win or loss. No. Because we all know what I'm trying to do. I'm just throwing it out there. You know, if, come join the Discord and discuss if you think that should be allowed. Just, you know, maybe we let the, the crowd choose. 
Uh, Did Duffy move on just to pitch versus... that every prediction he has for CLG matches either way should count as a win for yes, him on the prediction yes. scores? Yes. So he yes. should get yes. two extra wins a works. week unless it's the Super yeah. <laughs> Correct. Somehow I got correct. 12 out of 10 three. games correct. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry. This I don't make Duffy the rules. Talks. I just make this the rules. This is how he sounds to everybody. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. me. I mean, people oh, really yeah. loved Eric your uh, impressions last week, so... <laughs> <laughs> Those are really good. Uh, Dignitas versus C9. Oh, yeah, that's a C9 victory. We all believe. Uh, although, who knows? Maybe Tomo pulls it back. Fly versus Evil Geniuses. <laughs> yeah. This might be a, a battle of two of the top three teams, but FlyQuest is the mean green at the very, very tippy top. I don't think EG's even got a shot here. I also have EG personally having a very rough week. Also, uh, TSM also... Versus- Mm-hmm. Ayla has to shit on Vulcan for how much of a bitch Ooh. Vulcan's being on Twitter. I'm calling him out right yeah. now. I know Vulcan personally. You gotta scale it back, man. If you if you come <laughs> at somebody with a meme on Twitter and they meme back, you can't make it personal, dude. That just looks bad on you, buddy. Ooh, maybe Vulcan's fan have been trading uh, info. <laughs> Drew. Uh-huh. I mean, it's funny. I like watching it, but I just think it's. <laughs> It's like, come on, dude. <laughs> just meme. Just keep memeing. Hit him with an EG ooh-ha-ha. If he gets you know, honestly, that's a good call. Mm-hmm. Do it. TSM versus Team Liquid. Uh, huh. Interesting one. Surprise that only Kangas and Mongoose have actually picked TSM same. to win this one. Yeah. I just can't choose TSM twice in the same week. It feels weird. Uh, Mongoose, I'll give it to you. Why does TSM beat Team Liquid? They're a better team right now, and Team Liquid seems lost in everything that they're doing. Even if they have a lead, they do nothing with it, and TSM has shown that when they have a lead, they can giga-stomp games, so TSM better team. All right, fair enough. Jax, you've got the opposite pick. Why does Team Liquid beat TSM? (sighs) Because both these teams suck, but I think that Team Liquid should be better, so I'm going to pick them. Cool. Love it. Easy. Also because Team Liquid has uh, won more wow. recently. There we go. That's it. That makes more sense. Immortals versus Golden Guardians is the final game. Uh, wow, they're really just letting GG off easy this weekend. Uh, we've got GG across the board taking this one. They look really good. They are flying high. Off the back of back-to-back players of the week, Yeah. by the way, Stixay two weeks ago. River last week. It's Gory's you know, they week. keep this trend going. It's Gory's week, baby. He probably <laughs> deserves it. Or who he honest. pulls out the Aurelian Soul and it's his week. Let's go. It's actually super busted on this patch, too. They're not playing on the patch. Well, actually, no, well, it is on the patch. They are on that patch, but Aurelian Soul is patch. probably Aurelian not Souls for them. Yeah. What? No, it, it came Reworks out last week. Reworks are usually disabled only longer than the actual patch. No, longer than yeah. My, my, get, my guess would only be one Aurelian Soul will be enabled on there? 13 I need to four. hear that again. <laughs> no, <laughs> add it to your soundboard. Add it to your soundboard. My, no, my guess would be he's enabled on thirteen four for pro. No, I don't like that at all. All right, Duffy, I'm going to need you to send me your Audacity recording. I'm making a, I'm making a soundboard out, out of that. Out. <laughs> Just download it after we all upload our audio. That's more work. For that him, not for you. Work. <laughs> that's like... <laughs> yeah, that's the point. <laughs> uh, 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 ironically, that's less clicks for me, but somehow more work. 
than to click on a DM <laughs> from him with the, the link. True. I'm, I'm going to be throwing my file in there, Dude, too. The so yeah, so I'm already going to be there. Looking <laughs> 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 straight to it. Oh, my God. All right, guys. We need to get the hell out of here. We can leave. Uh, we can finally no. leave. You're stuck. Uh, <laughs> You're stuck in here. How did we have an hour and a half uh, episode where there's no LEZ predictions? Because there's no game. We're so bad at this. But man. we also did like a 20 <laughs> minute so patron What's intro. Everyone's so. favorite George Lopez episode. Nope. Personally, nope. We are moving. We're getting mine out was of George here. Lopez. All right. When the mom walks in on the. <laughs> The son and they have an awkward exchange because he's doing something in the room and they have to have a talk about it. Is that George Lopez? Yeah. That's like every sitcom. Okay. I thought that was a bunny foo-foo. <laughs> oh, no, he actually drew inspiration. But George Lopez, the, the, the show, has uh, ABC sued bunny foo-foo to take that content down from the site, so he can't use that oh anymore. Oh, I think actually what Bunny Fufu is doing is call the George Lopez. Oh, just, true, true. Just, yeah, <laughs> that's actually. <laughs> I don't know that rap you went on. Please. Oh, somehow I'm not the one bringing <laughs> up the most degenerate shit on the show. God damn it! I hate you guys so, so much. So let me. All right, Godzilla. Hear me out. The Godzilla, pr- <laughs> yeah. Okay. They say right. he's got to go. Uh, I actually. How many fingers does Godzilla have? Not five. I want to say three. Damn it. Also, before you do the outro, say- why can I ask now? Why is the episode called Tomo Arigato? I don't I actually don't understand. Really? I oh, mean, I know God. Tomo played, but why? Why is that? Have you never heard the song? I know Tomo Arigato, Mr. Roboto. Mr. Roboto. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. the reference. That's it. That's, it. Know, that's, that's it. the entire you know- reason. Do we need yeah, more reasons? Got, just because he Here, was in. Here's the other thing. Do you know what domo arigato means? Does it mean like hello or goodbye or something? Thank you very much. It means thank you very thank much. Thank you very much. And they got to win. So, tomo okay. arigato. Okay. Uh, you, you know what? You know what? For the win. Now it makes sense. Thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> See, that's why I'm I glad we got there yeah. together. Yeah, no, that was good. I wish you'd asked earlier, and then we well, could have covered it while we was a little bit more. I think it's funnier for our outro moment, to be a yeah. complete shit show like this. Oh, I love... Yeah, unlike the rest of the episode. Also, I had to... I don't even remember what I said during the intro, but I, I remember in my head switching at the last second. I was going to ask that originally, but then I think I... Uh, said something, about, something about George Lopez. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> If you enjoyed all of this content and the content we somehow give to you every week, uh, uh, you should give us the same number of stars as episodes of George Lopez I have ever seen, which is five. Five stars would be amazing. We'd love that. Huge support. Tell your friends, tell your family. Your grandmother will love listening to us every week on her drive to the bingo hall. I don't know what grandparents do. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, But that seemed about right. Uh, that's it. Uh, once again, listeners, thank you so much. You guys rock. Patrons, you guys also rock. Hey, we love you. Stay safe, and we'll see you next. Yeah, week. join the Discord and tell us your Lopez favorite show won an Emmy. Okay, we're going. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>
We'll be right back.